Brave Podcast Network. Sick of being stuck and uninspired and living in fear? Yeah, me too. That's why I created the Get Your Brave On podcast, because I was looking for something that wasn't a push alert on my phone or a negative news story to start my day. Get Your Brave On is a podcast you can listen to while you're getting ready in the morning, brushing your teeth or putting your makeup on or getting your cardio in. Get exactly the motivation and inspiration you need to silence fear and do one brave thing a day. Make sure that you follow so you don't miss an episode. We start the week off with a topic, an inspiration. Then the next episode is a prayer about that. The third episode of the week, a faith-based meditation. The rest of the week includes stories from listeners just like you on how you're facing fear and getting your brave on. Share yours at 530-4-AMANDA. And I bring you experts to give you advice on how to silence fear when it comes to your faith, family, finances, fitness, and we even get to have some fun. Don't miss an episode. Sign up at getyourbraveon.info and I'll send you my free Brave Life Planner. Another thing you can start your day with instead of negative news. It is a specific plan to boot up your bravery and set your mind on the right things, the good things. And then a daily planner to help you choose one brave thing a day. If you use this every day for 30 days, that's 30 brave things things you've done in a month. Just think of how brave you will be by the end of the year. 365% more brave. Sign up at getyourbraveon.info and make sure you follow the podcast. So glad you're here. Life Audio. My favorite quote of all time, like on my wall, is from Peter Pan when Wendy says, but what if I fall? And he goes, oh, but what if you fly? Welcome to episode 28 of the Get Your Brave On podcast with Bart Millard for Mercy Me on how to take risks to chase down the life you've always wanted. You know, no matter what plot twist you're going through today, I know this will encourage you to push through fear and get to that next step in life. And I'm here to help. Don't miss any of the Get Your Brave On podcast episodes designed to help you through all the plot twists of life. Subscribe on the platform you're listening on today and leave a review. And I'll shout you out like KT Mack. Thank you so much. She said, practical and real. Get Your Brave On is an inspiration to me. I can relate to Amanda and her guests on so many levels. Her spiritual journey is similar to mine in that she grew up going to church every Sunday, but didn't truly develop a relationship with God until she was down on her knees as a mom. Listening to her weekly podcast ignites fire and determination in my soul to further my trust and relationship with God. Girl, I am honored and to continue to share my story with others. KT Mack, I love you, girl. Thank you for that review. I would love to shout you out in the next episode. And if you want to go deeper, love for you to sign up to be one of my brave babes. I will send you daily encouragement. Plus, you can get my free Brave Life Morning Planner. It's a morning routine designed to help you boot up your brave for free. Download it at getyourbraveon.info. Comcast Business gives you more for your small business with our new gig speed Wi-Fi plus unlimited data. Ask how to get up to a $750 prepaid card with a qualifying bundle. Ends 12-4-2022. Restrictions apply. Requires new gigabit extra bundle with two-year agreement. 
If you run a small business, you need the most from every investment. That's why Comcast Business gives you more, like our new gig speed Wi-Fi, plus unlimited data, all on the largest, fastest, reliable network for small businesses. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Don't miss our special holiday offer. And ask how to get up to a $750 prepaid card with a qualifying bundle. Call today. Ends 12-4-2022. Restrictions apply. Requires gigabit extra bundle with two-year agreement. I'm so excited. Mercy Me is on the Get Your Brave On podcast today. I'm Spart Millard. Barry Groff, thank you so much for coming. What's happening? Oh, not much. Just talking about music. Well, I talk music. I talk other things, too. I am kind of obsessed with trying to obey this command that God has given us to live a strong and courageous life. Because I realized he doesn't say, hey, it's an option. It might be a good idea. For you to be strong and courageous. He says, have I not commanded you? So I love to start every podcast off kind of going deep. Are are you okay with this? Are we comfortable with this? Of course. Okay. So you can answer this question in two ways. What is the bravest thing you've done lately? Or if you're really brave, like we do in the Get Your Brave On podcast, what's the bravest thing you feel like you've done in your life? I don't know. You had kids. I do have kids. I have five kids. That's brave. Yeah, teenagers. Uh, let them drive me around. That was incredibly brave. Might as well have been bungee jumping. Um, uh, gosh, what's the bravest thing? For me, would be uh, the moment that I took a break from college to start Mercy Me. I was petrified and thought I'd made a massive mistake, much like, the rest of my family thought I probably made a big mistake, but uh, but just knew it's something I had to do and wasn't good at college. You know what? I, I don't think I realized what year in college were you when you decided, uh, like, I'm eh. still sophomore, still sophomore. You're yeah. still sophomore. Okay, that's awesome. I her off. I took a gap two decades, a gap twenty years. <laughs> so, did you have anyone in your life when you were you were making that brave decision that tried to talk you out of it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The biggest thing was, um, you know, like I, I wanted to sing. I wasn't pursuing it because back then it was like you want to be a, like, I mean, we barely had star search. Like it wasn't even American Idol or whatever. And so to say that, you <laughs> want to make true. a living at that. And so people were like they knew I liked to sing, but it was about going to college was about having a plan B, become an accountant, become a teacher, whatever. Nothing against those. And I just thought I'm going to be in debt for a long time for something that I really hope I never do. And and so a lot of people. They didn't say I couldn't make it, just like, man, that sounds hard. You should do this. And my grandmother, who named the band, told me, Mercy Me, get a real job, was the one that was like, she was paying for my college. She goes, you can have every dime that you're going to use for college if this is really wanting to do to try to start this band. And so, and she was incredibly supportive and she was like, I don't want to pay for something you're not passionate about. And so go after it. And uh, between her and my dad before he passed away, it was like, there's nothing you can't do was all I needed to hear. And so. But it was still, I was petrified. Like, like yeah. I was like, man, you know, it's it's the uh, last couple weeks ago was our 28th anniversary or 28 years we've been doing it, and um, and yeah, it's mm-hmm. like uh, I would have never dreamed of what it's become. I thought, man, if I could do this for a few years and tell my kids stories of old, or something, I don't know, <laughs> I can't believe I'm still doing it. Are you still kind of petrified sometimes? Yeah, um, it just depends on what it is. I, I'm more confident in the studio. I still get nervous going on stage. Um, 
Uh, but it's a different kind of thing. I get nervous if I'm unprepared is the big thing. And so like the beginning of tours still stresses me out, but, uh, no, it's different. It's like, uh, somewhere along the way we've learned to enjoy it. The, you know, it's been the same guys for so long that they're like a security blanket. I don't know how solo acts do it, but, um, you know, I, but yeah, it's, it's a different kind of nervous, you know, it's, it's, uh, um, yeah, it's different. Everything's different when you, there's a lot more at stake now with families and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. Yeah. You've got a lot of people depending on you. What about you, Barry? Bravest thing. What you got? Uh, probably moving to Nashville in 1988 from Baltimore to, to pursue music. Only knew one person here and, um, just felt the tug to move to Nashville, just like a lot of people do. Um, you know, I was playing music in Baltimore and just, I just felt like I needed to move to Nashville to, you know, broaden everything. And so, yeah, I just packed up everything and moved and, uh, it worked out. And it's crazy. Yeah. It's the short version. The band that would change your life wasn't even a band for six more years. I I think about that. He's, he's played yeah. for man, everyone, like yeah. literally everyone. Yeah. We met him when he was playing for Toby Mac and he had done it so faithfully. What year did you join Mercy Me? 2003. Almost okay. years. Wow. But he was, we were on tour together and this guy had the biggest heart on the planet. And he said his only regret was that he never really owned something. He was always the sh- session player or the, the, you know, the hired, whatever. And we were like, man, you've done it this long. You're not jaded. And so we weren't looking for a band member. We just needed Barry around. So we made room for him and went from a five piece to a six piece at the time. You want to hug? That's good. No, not yet. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so many people, I know I've been there in my life where you're just on the fence of making a decision and you're at that place in life that you think, should I go the safe route? And that's okay. Sometimes we got to go the safe route, I think. Or should I make the decision and say, I'm going to go for this dream and this thing that God is calling me to do? Uh, What would you say to someone who's maybe at that point going, do I go for this God thing? Do I trust him to to go for this dream that I want in my life? Like, how do I just make that moment of drastic action and say, I'm moving to Nashville or I'm quitting college and I'm doing my thing? What is that that God moment that can propel them? I'm Tony DeLorenzo, and this is my beautiful wife, Elisa. Hey there. We're hosts of the top-rated marriage podcast, The One Extraordinary Marriage Show. This is the show where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. Each episode, we share what you can do to create the extraordinary marriage you desire. With over 700 episodes, like Information Overload and Sex Pillows and Wedges, there's something for you. Come join us as we talk sex, love, and commitment. Subscribe to The One Extraordinary Marriage Show today, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on your favorite podcast app. A guy I grew up in church with, um, much older than me, uh, kind of a, a mentor just at church for a lot of people. He, he just told me one time, he said, just kick the door open until God closes it. And so that, that's, uh, that was always my, uh, what, what, what I went for. I just, you know, he's like, if, if God's going to, you know, pave your way, then he's going to pave your way. If not, he's going to change, change direction. <laughs> What's funny is my advice is a little bit opposite of that. My advice was, uh, my best friend's dad was a pastor and, and I was in high school and I thought I was being called into ministry. Not exactly what that looked like. And he told me, he goes, if you can do anything else, do it. He goes, because, <laughs> but he, his whole point was because 
we need people that cannot walk away from it. Not that it sounds like a fun thing to do or whatever. He goes, he goes, you'll know when it's like, you can't, you, you can't shake that desire. And he's like, we don't want anybody that's half heartedly into this. Like, so if, if you have, if there's any room for something else you might want to do, you might want to pursue it. Cause this is life changing for not only you, but other people. And he's like, and you'll know, it's like, I remember, gosh, when I was engaged, it's like we had no money. And I was asking her, well, when I asked my in-laws if I could marry their daughter, I didn't have anything. And I was that whole living on love stuff. And they were like, how are you going to support her? I was like, I have no idea, but I know I can't live without her. And it's that kind of attitude of like, you'll know. It's like, you know, it, and so it's like, it just, you just can't shake it when it's in something you're called to do or whatever. And it's people ask all the time, like stuff like, hey, I want to do what you do like we've heard that for years like college mm-hmm. age students or whatever like how do i do that and i'm like well if i knew i'd write a book and make a ton of money but i said the biggest advice i would give them is you know because they'd always say well i'm in this little worship band but i'm wait- i'm waiting for you know whatever to come and i was like man stop treat- treating it like a stepping stone the-, the truth is is that god has raised you up for right now and you may be in front of a crowd of 10 or 10,000 but i'm not no one else is that's your moment and and, uh, and, and treat it as such. And you'll be amazed at the other opportunities you'll be given, but don't just overlook it waiting for something and like blowing it off. Like it's not a big deal. It's the biggest deal because it's right in front of you right now. And, and, um, man, I just heard a podcast the other day and the guy was talking about, this is random. It was really inspiring to me. He was talking about how, uh, quit trying to be original. If you're yourself, you're the only one. You're already original. Mm-hmm. And, uh, anyway, I thought that was cool advice, but that is good. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be an effort. Like right. to be original, right? Yeah. Just yeah. like to be like everybody else, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think sometimes I I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like in the church, you know, growing up in such a conservative environment myself, I remember feeling like I had to I had to fit into like sure. the culture when I really didn't. But God needs us to be the original version that He created instead right. of working to fit in some kind of subculture. Yeah, because the massive culture needs you. Hey, Dr. Bill Sinyard here, host of Gospel Rant. There's nothing like the rant out there, not your basic Bible study. There's plenty of those. We're scratching the text or topic in a deeper, fresher way, shame-free. We are not going to tell you what you should believe or should do. It's all about asking better questions and starting more relevant, fun dialogues. Our passion is to help frustrated, beat-up Christians hear the music again. No matter who you are, come join us. Gospel Rant rant. If you're hearing this right now, you're probably like, who the heck is this? And why are they playing during my favorite podcast? And I get it. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I do want to introduce myself. My name is Trevor Tyson, and I'm the host of Trevor Talks, where we talk to real people about real topics and real stories. I just want to invite you, if you love podcasts, if you love music, if you love books and love hearing from the people who create it, come check us out at Trevor Talks. Simply go to Google or Life Audio, type in Trevor Talks, and it'll pop on up. Hope you have a great day. Do you ever run out of different ways to sing about Jesus? That was a struggle uh, um, after the movie came out, which was interesting Mm -hmm. uh, because I feel like myself included, everybody had had enough of mercy me is what it felt like. Like it was just kind of everywhere and I was kind of annoyed by it and and uh, we were supposed to start working on another record, and, man, I was stumped. I had nothing to write about, and I couldn't figure it out, like dreading going to the studio, which is my happy place. And my manager, of all people, was like, man, I can tell you why you're that way. 
And he was like, you know, you lament very well. He goes, the songs that are important to you have come out of dark places or things you've gone through. And he's like, for once in your life, everything's okay. Like you've got more than you could ever dream has happened with healthy kids and an amazing marriage and just, and it's like, it's okay to have a season to where it's like, you know, like it, it me and it, he was right for me to write something in that time felt like I was manufacturing suffering, if that makes sense. And it felt, it felt fake. And, um, and so like in hell exhale, that was the first time in my life that I'd ever found inspiration through other people's stories. Like say, I won't with our friend Gary who lost his arms, and his legs. And I'd never done that before. And so it was kind of shifting gears, but there was a moment to where it was like, I, I don't know where, you know, where I'm going to get the inspiration and, and didn't know how to describe it until my manager kind of, he explained it. He was spot on. It was like, I was kind of happy and writing is a, is a hard thing for me. And I didn't want to go there. And so, and so, yeah, I just had to kind of shift gears and figure that out. And, and, uh, we're good now. <laughs> it's good. It's okay to write from a happy place. I remember, um, a recent call to my father mm-hmm. and going, dad, you know, it's like, Things feel weird, like, cause we got through, I got through three kids and teenagers during the pandemic and, and all of this stuff. And I was looking around. I was like, what is this feeling? He goes, this is called normal. It's very weird for you. <laughs> what do you do when you're, you're like, okay, I, I'm in this. I want to impact people's lives. We've got, uh, always only Jesus coming out. We're playing your new song. Is it that you had more to say or is it that you have a mission that you want someone to know with this new album? I think it's and and both a little bit. Yeah, we uh, for us, uh, inhale, exhale during the pandemic was it was kind of a that was a a lane change for us. When when the pandemic happened, everybody got off the road. Every artist went to social media to stay in touch with their fans. And so we were seeing like 10 to 20 of these gut wrenching emotional performances online daily. It was like watching the notebook like 20 times a day and. It was like, man, I, I can't cry anymore. And so we were yeah. like, maybe we should try to get people to laugh or dance or smile. And so uh, we were trying to wrap up an album. Pandemic happens. The label's like, well, we're not going to release now. No one's doing anything. And so, you know, what ended up being like 15 months, we ended up writing like 30 or 40 more songs. And we and then we found ourselves, I don't know, if it, I guess it was intentional. It didn't feel like that. But we started pushing aside all the power ballads and the stuff that I feel like everything was saturated with that at the time. And I was more, we were more into writing a disco song with Gloria Gaynor and just anything that'd make you dance or just another approach at, at this we wanted to do. And, and so, um, and so we finished inhale XL, we put it out there and then um, I, I gauged time by what album came out. Like my son was born <laughs> during bring the rain or uh, coming out to breathe or whatever. And so that's the COVID record. And, you know, we waited forever, finally toured the album. I think we did two short tours and then we were just ready to move on. Like everything's starting to try to get back to normal. That album served its purpose and it had so many songs left. And we noticed that beginning with Then Christ Came, which was supposed to be on that album, and we pulled it off on purpose because we thought we already had our singles picked and we wanted it to be a single. So when the album was done, we were going to do a short EP around Then Christ Came. And what started as an EP became a full album because what we noticed was, man, I've never seen the body of Christ more divided than it has been through the whole pandemic. And I now start seeing people kind of walking back things they may have said during that time that, and, 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 uh, it's a really interesting, interesting season. And you can either kind of 
keep explaining the stances you believe in or don't believe in or whatever, but is that healing or is that creating more of a wedge? And it was like, man, what unifies us? Cause that's the thing we need more than anything. And we just kept going back to, it has to be about Jesus. Like I'm okay with disagreeing with you. If we both truly believe we're trying to honor the name of Jesus, because we may uh-huh. have different approaches. That's why I'm a Baptist and there's, <laughs> I mean, if we, we have different opinions, but if we're pursuing Christ, I'm okay with that. And so that's when we realized, man, this album, like God with us and you reign and all of creation stuff over the years, this feels more like older or just kind of more what mercy me's DNA is about. And we wrote always only Jesus thought that should be the title because that's, that's where we're going to agree. That's where we're going to unite the body is if we go back to the basics and talk about how this has to be all about Jesus or we're in trouble. And even the artwork, everything is so plain and simple and just, and from beginning to end, every song is like, I, I, I'm careful not to say like it's a, you know, a worship album because I know that's a very popular thing right now, but it's just what Mercy Me's done for 20 something years. And, uh, and, uh, you know, whether it's something that the body of Christ can sing corporately or whatever, it still points towards the most important thing, which is Christ. I love that. And I know we're running out of time, but I, I just had a thought. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but watching everything about Queen Elizabeth II and her funeral and how she unified everybody, I'm hoping this is a momentum shift. Did you feel like that? Yeah. You know, I guess it's weird because, I mean, I was, I was, I got more emotional than I ever thought I would. And I think because the only unifiers, sadly, that you can think of in past usually have to do with war or massive tragedy like 9-11 or a hurricane, right. or whatever. And even though it's heartbreaking that she passed away, there was something beautiful about that. Even if it's for a split second, who knows how long? I'm sure we'll find something to gripe about soon. But for that <laughs> moment, it was just beautiful to like. Man, like uh, you talk about it, it, it seems like a life well lived and to be in that spotlight for that long and, to you know, it's it's kind of like Billy Graham in some ways to where it's like, I'm sure she has her demons or whatever. But mm-hmm. but to be able to maintain it to where people still think so fondly of her, it was beautiful, man. Like I <clears throat> I was watching last night and they played a couple yeah. of her quotes, the things she said during the pandemic about how we'll be together again with family and stuff. And I was like, man, this is. This is uh, insane. My wife and I laid on the couch yesterday and watched probably yeah. three, four hours of it. It was incredible. It was absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to see the people that turned out to support, you know, and grieve, I guess. Yeah. The amazing. pomp and circumstance of it was amazing. Like, I've never seen anything like that. Uh, yeah. And I, like, yeah. It was like it was a funeral fit for a queen. Imagine that. Nice, nice. Yeah. Last night. <laughs> Great. So closing thoughts. I always like to inspire my listeners to make a brave decision and to trust God because that's the promise of the command to be strong and courageous. He says, but I'll go with you wherever you go. So do you have anything for the listeners about, you know, you've taken risks and your God gave you this awesome ministry because he was with you in that moment of being strong and courageous. Would you have anything to say to someone that's in that moment? That's just going, man, this could all work out or this could all fall apart. (laughs) What do I do? I mean, I think that's it. It could all work out or it could fall apart, Mm -hmm. but you know, Jesus is always going to have your back, whichever way it goes. Yeah. We have a, the first song on the album is called hands up. And the whole thing is about me trying to write songs about him this long and the frustration of, I can't, I, I can't capture him. Like he's just so big. 
And then like, you know, part of the thing says it feels like I'm, uh, I'm trying to hold every drop of the ocean in a paper cup. It's just not going to work. And, and, um, and, but then the beautiful thing of, of it is like, man, hands up if you are so stinking grateful that we can't capture him, that we can't describe him because ah. it's, the, there's so much beauty in the unknown of how big he is and what, like, how fun would it be to know every step of, of our journey? That wouldn't be fun at all. That would be, be like you going, this is what normal life is, just sitting still. Like, <laughs> no, like, what and, and so, like, there's, 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 I mean, there's a reason that, you know, people that do these crazy things, it's exhilarating. It's, it, 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 it brings life when you don't, it's that fear of the unknown. I mean, it, some people are paralyzed by it. And, but once you break through it, it brings so much life. And, um, and so, man, it's just, uh, I mean, that, I, that's kind of what faith is, is not understanding it all and just, just taking that step and it's uh it's exhilarating it's nerve-wracking it, it gets the blood flowing it's uh, it's a big part of living like it mm. it reminds me of that scene from the movie parenthood it's a really old scene and the grandma is talking about you know i like the roller coaster you know when i was 19 grandpa took me on a roller coaster oh <laughs> up down up down oh what a ride what a great story. I always wanted to go again. You know, it was just interesting to me that a ride could make me so, so frightened, so scared, so sick, so, so excited and, and so thrilled all together. Some didn't like it. They went on the merry-go-round. That just goes around. Nothing. I like the roller coaster. You get more out of it. My favorite <laughs> quote of all time, like yes. on my wall, is from Peter Pan when Wendy says, but what if I fall? And he goes, oh, but what if you fly? Man, I don't know about you, but I feel like really empowered to chase down a dream right now. The new Mercy Me album is called Always Only Jesus. I hope you enjoyed a little sneak peek of it. Comes out October 21st. You can check out their music anywhere where you stream music, any Christian radio station like mine, 103.9 The Fish, and at mercyme.org. And if you're ready to chase down that dream, man, I would love to help you. Sign up to be one of my brave babes and download my free Brave Morning Planner. You will have a specific plan every day to boot up your bravery and chase down that dream. And go a step further and sign up for my brave coaching plan. You and me, one-on-one, every week, chasing down that dream together. Because that's God's plan. He commands us to be strong and courageous. And he promises to go with us wherever we go. So you and I, we should be with each other. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And please leave a review. And thanks to my friends at lifeaudio.com. Check them out. They have all kinds of podcasts. Inspiration, Bible study, prayers, and parenting at lifeaudio.com. And get your brave on. Christians should be serious about our faith. But does that mean we need to be serious people all the time? Especially in a world of weird, absurd stuff? And even when Christian culture gets crazy? I'm Barnabas Piper of the Happy Ramp Podcast, where we cheerfully rant about pop culture, church culture, work, creativity, life, and just about everything. But we take Jesus seriously. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com. 
In a recent survey, parents reported that 52% of homeschooled children need learning accommodations. These parents need practical advice, encouragement, and hope to fuel their homeschooling efforts. The Empowering Homeschool Conversations podcast is where parents gain wisdom on how to teach unique learners successfully at home, like Laura, who recently told us, I needed this episode. I don't need a fancy curriculum or need to be a special ed teacher to teach my son. You have given me hope. To listen now, go to Life Audio or search Empowering Homeschool Conversations on your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much for your support of the Get Your Brave On podcast. I'd love to connect with you. Call my hotline anytime and let me know how this podcast is impacting your life and how you're silencing fear at 5304-AMANDA. Let's connect on socials and get more strategies to silence fear every day on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Amanda Carroll Show. And if you want to go deeper, join my Patreon. You can get daily motivations and prayers and meditations and live videos. Just go to getyourbraveon.info and sign up to be a member of the Get Your Brave On tribe. Join our Facebook group too. Just search Get Your Brave On. And I'd be honored if you would follow this podcast and subscribe and even leave a review. That helps more women just like you facing a plot twist find more strategies to silence fear. I'll shout you out in the next episode or even send me an email to amanda at amandacarroll.org and tell me how God is using this podcast in your life like Kim did. She said, I just want to thank you for your podcast. I signed up in July and honestly, always deleted your message. (laughs) It's okay. Or sometimes just took a quick glance. But today was different. It was if God was drawing me to really take a look at it. And I did. After downloading the app to get a podcast, I went back and clicked on the prayer. As I stood in my bathroom, brushing my teeth, the words just filled the room with a peacefulness. It came over me and it was like a weight had been lifted. The stress of living with a few disabilities and being on long medical leave from work for over a year and the stress of trying to go back to work with homeschooling two kids, I was keeping it all in. I just wanted to know how much you make a difference. I even shared your podcast with my mom, cousin, and brother, (laughs) even though he's not a lady. He's going through a tough time and wanted him to hear the prayer. So bless you. Bless you. I am so thankful that God used this in your life. You're my why. I'm honored to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out anytime. All the links are in the show notes. And I love the idea of you listening to the episodes while you're brushing your teeth. I actually think it's perfect. Start your day with me. So just make sure you follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Get your brave on.